Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb, of the Huda Thunkin' Podcast, coming back with another episode, which I think a lot like the episode last week, might instill a little bit of hope in you today, help you get through the day, maybe. Um, glad you're tuning in and listening. This episode is about the Great Green Wall, and let me get right into it. The world's human population has been growing exponentially for as long as our history books can remember. The human race hit its first recorded 1 billion mark during the year 1804. It took thousands of years of innovation and reproduction to reach that milestone of 1 billion. Then, just over 100 years later, in 1927, we reached 2 billion. And after that, the rate of growth just accelerated at an alarming pace. 3 billion in 1959, 4 billion in 74, 5 billion in 1987, 6 billion in 1999, and in October of 2011, we reached 7 billion people, and the number just keeps rising. That's a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of problems to solve, a lot of complaining, and uh, yeah, a lot of podcasts being made. But in, 20, in the 2020 uh, census revealed that the continent of Asia makes up about 60% of the world population. That's a lot. Makes sense. India and China are the most populated countries. They're both in Asia. And Africa, coming in a not-so-close second at 17% of the world's population, but that is expected to change. The rate of Africa's current population growth is the highest in the world today. So where they're only 17%, they're growing. The rate that they're growing, the more people being born there is higher than anywhere else. It is believed that Africa will increase to over 40% of the world's population within just 100 years. Africa is facing a massive population boom, and this is just the beginning. World leaders and local rulers alike have been making plans to smooth Africa's transition into the heaviest populated continent on Earth. Because that big of a change, there's bound to be some issues. So world leaders are trying to solve things. Like we do, we try to solve stuff. This episode is about one of those plans trying to smooth that transition. This is about the Great Green Wall. Now, let me start with a definition. Desertification. Like desert, not desert, but desert. Oxford defines desertification as the process by which fertile land becomes desert, typically as a result of drought, deforestation, or inappropriate agriculture. I did chuckle at that term, inappropriate agriculture, as if, like, I don't know, people doing agriculture and farming in scantily clad clothing. No, inappropriate agriculture meaning non-sustainable. You know, you're, you're doing it in a way that's devastating to the uh, environment. I define desertification in a simpler way. Basically, it's an area losing all of its life-sustaining water by various means. It is important to note, once an area has succumbed to desertification, there is virtually nothing we as humans can do. It takes thousands of years for massive geological events to occur that might transform a desert landscape into a region capable of retaining water. So let's talk about how desertification has impacted humans. Everyone knows about the Great Pyramids of Giza, right? I mean... They're really famous. They're the last standing original seven wonders of the world. But how about the countless ancient ruins and entire ecosystems buried beneath the Sahara Desert? Harry Pettit from the UK's Daily Mail writes, How humans created the Sahara Desert. Farming transformed the grassy plain into an arid wasteland 8,000 years ago. The Sahara Desert is known today as a vast, arid plain that is exposed to punishing temperatures and little rainfall. But just a few thousand years ago, it was grassy and dotted with lakes. 
Today, entire ancient cities lie beneath the Sahara's sands because of the desertification of northern Africa.、Um, so basically, we did it. Humans farmed, did inappropriate agriculture,、uh, but they farmed in a very devastating way to their environment and basically caused the Sahara.、Um, that's the theory. One of the most advanced ancient civilizations farmed the region in an unsustainable way, and now it is a dead region. Those ancient Egyptians didn't know how to stop the expanse of this desert and likely had no clue they were the cause of it. Desertification was devastating to the ancient Egyptians, and now it is doing the same to modern Africans. Uh, Leon Uzigbi from the UN's Africa Renewal Project. He writes, "The Lake Chad basin that covers almost eight percent of the continent spreads over seven countries: Algeria, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Chad, Libya, Niger, and Nigeria. The water body has diminished by ninety percent since the 1960s due to overuse and climate change effects. That Lake Chad." Once one of Africa's largest freshwater bodies and a source of livelihood for about 30 million is vanishing fast, is no longer breaking news. What is we've known about it for a while? What is new is the unique and complex humanitarian crisis around the basin, which is among the most severe in the world. The widespread violence has left. 10.7 million people across the Lake Chad region in need of emergency assistance. Most of these people were already contending with high poverty rates, poor provision of basic services like education and healthcare, and the devastating impact of climate change. So, desertification isn't simply solved by having people move away from the desert. Okay, that's not that easy. The loss of water causes mass chaos. You know, it's pretty well known when resources are scarce. War erupts, and water is the most valuable resource to all life on Earth. So, water's leaving Africa. There's like really bad wars happening, really bad、uh, violence and and humanitarian issues going on. This desertification is a big issue. This isn't just a problem for farmers; it is a problem for society as a whole. It's a problem for all life, as desert contains almost none. Side note: I try to stay neutral on political topics on this show. But when it comes to the environment, I am not afraid to say that I am all for protecting the natural world、um, that we as humans have been destroying at an alarming rate.、Uh, my grandfather was a forester all his life, dedicated his life to forestry, and that just has become a part of our family. You know, environment's important. I don't pretend to know all the science behind climate change and what all factors into the cause of it, but it is happening. Climate change is real. Regardless of your political view, and it is speeding up desertification around the globe at much faster rates than before industrialization. Now more than ever, we must address desertification. Why not start with the biggest case, the Sahara? The Sahara Desert covers 9.2 million square kilometers, or 3.6 million square miles, from coast to coast along northern Africa. The Sahara spans over 3,000 miles. It is the largest hot desert on Earth. The Sahara is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean on the west and the Red Sea on the east, the Mediterranean Sea at the north, and the Sahel savanna on the south. The enormous desert spans 11 countries. The Great Green Wall—this is what this episode is about—is the idea、uh, to plant a massive wall of trees at the southern edge of the Sahara Desert to stop desertification. Sounds simple. But it is a gigantic international project. Here's what the UN had to say on it: The Green Wall is a symbol of hope in the face of one of the biggest challenges of our time, desertification. And launched in 2000. Sorry, I read that wrong. 
The Great Green Wall is a symbol of hope in the face of one of the biggest challenges of our time, desertification. Launched in 2007 by the African Union, this game-changing African-led initiative aims to restore Africa's degraded landscapes and transform millions of lives in one of the world's poorest regions, the Sahel. Once complete, the wall will be the largest living structure on the planet, an 8,000-kilometer natural wonder of the world stretching across the entire width of the continent. It's amazing. The Great Green Wall is now being implemented in more than 20 countries across Africa, and more than $8 billion has been mobilized and pledged for its support. The initiative brings together African countries and international partners under the leadership of the African Union, Commission, and Pan-African Agency of the Great Green Wall. By 2030, the ambition of the initiative is to restore 100 million hectares of currently degraded land, sequester 250 million tons of carbon, and create 10 million green jobs. This will support communities living along the wall. Now, if you're confused by how, how all this is going to work, well, so was I. Um, basically, planting trees in the desert. Uh, at first, I was just imagining teams of laborers trying to plant trees in the middle of the sun-bleached Saharan sands, which makes no sense because trees just wouldn't survive if you plant them out in the desert, and it would be ridiculously expensive to even try to do that. Get all the water out there, get the plants out there, get the people out there, make sure the people out there are fed, yada, yada, yada. That's, but that's not what they're doing. The Great Green Wall isn't going to be planted out where the desert has fully taken hold of the environment. The trees will be planted in an area known as the Sahel, as uh, the UN said earlier. I'm simplifying here, simplifying things here, but the Sahel is a region in between the fertile savannas of Africa and the barren landscape of the Sahara. So in between the desert and the grasslands, you have this area that's sort of like desert-esque, but not entirely desert. It's like desert light. It's an area where desertification has started, but hasn't fully set in. Now, the trees planted by the Great Green Wall will help by keeping the soil in place where it is used to be where it used to be eroded by the wind it'll help by providing compost from fall, the fallen leaves it will increase humidity in surrounding areas it'll provide shade so less water is needed for the crops and the trees roots will retain water in the soil uh, formerly dry wells along the Sahel uh, region have been filling up with water again that were dry before because of the Great Green Wall. The project is planting drought-resistant acacia trees, so they have a greater chance of survival. The first countries to start working on the project as early as 2008, and communities all over the Great Green Wall have seen major improvements in their standard of living. The Great Green Wall provides jobs, not just for tree planters, but because the soil retains more water, there's farming, there's gardening jobs being popping up all over the place, and they're becoming a lot more widely available. New communities have sprung up all along the Great Green Wall, and old communities have been reinvigorated. The Great Green Wall has made produce more available, so people are getting better diets and more nutrition, and school attendance has been increasing as well. Communities are being breathed new life. Now, in conclusion, Africa's human population is growing at an alarming rate. The problem is that the continent has faced in the past are now going to be even more difficult um, to fix due to the population boom. Desertification, a threat dating back thousands of years, is now endangering more lives than ever, and its impact is irreversible. To solve this problem, a massive international project is currently underway, and it is called the Great Green Wall. The massive project is one of hope, not just for Africa, but for all of humanity. I wanted to make you all aware of it to give you some hope in humanity today. 
The accompanying blog post is in the podcast description. There you will find images that enhance the information as well as show all of my sources there that you can click on, videos, stuff like that. I've also included a link where you can contribute to The Great Green Wall if you want. I am not sponsored by The Great Green Wall. This is simply a project I feel very passionate about. It is a very beneficial project for saving the natural world and bringing nations together in the face of adversity. If any of you feel the same way, please help any way you can. And there's a link to donate if you'd like. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. And I hope you have a splendid day. Till next time, catch you later.